So the opportunities that come to you are meant for you at that time. So, you know, don't try to rush things. Um, yeah, just be consistent and, you know, what's for you is for you. you ever have so many questions and no one to ask so they're just wasting away on google searches you'll forget about in an hour or so we had that same problem and that's why we created the rd to be podcast a resource for dietetic and nutrition students looking for answers that their peers don't have we are students macy and emily and registered dietitian carl barnes we engage in conversations and learn from rds join us weekly as we gain insight into the unique journeys of registered dietitians all over the country Welcome to another week of the RD2B podcast. I'm your registered dietitian host, Carl Barnes. This is our podcast where each week we sit down with a, a different awesome registered dietitian to really showcase the diversity of opportunity in the profession. Uh, whether you're first year in your undergrad or you're an intern, um, it's important to get that exposure to see just, just how wide ranging the, the opportunities are in this awesome profession that we all have come to love. Um, so this week we're we're sitting down with a registered dietitian from Philadelphia, um, just a little ways up the way from us. Um, Carly is here with us. She um, works in women's health among other practice areas. So uh, thanks so much for being here. I'll let you introduce yourself. Thank you so much for having me. Again, I'm Carly Saint-Milan Osejour. I currently live in Philadelphia, and I have a virtual private practice in um, nutrition coaching, helping women as well as everyone helping um, them have a better relationship with food, as well as get a better understanding of their personal nutrition. Great, thank you so much for taking time out to talk to us today. As always, I'm, your, I'm Emily, you're already to be from University of Maryland College Park. Um, so would you mind just talking a little bit about your undergraduate degree as well as your, graduate, as well as your master's program? Yeah, so I went to the University of Delaware. Um, I was originally nursing and I switched to dietetics. All the prerequisites for nursing was very similar. Um, and I actually ended up being a fifth year senior, which may be common in the dietetics profession and career. But um, I was there for, for five years and then I took off um, three years before actually applying to the internship. And during that time, I was um, taking master courses for my clinical nutrition at New York Institute of Technology. Um, so I paid out of pocket for my master's. So I was working while um, taking classes. I did like a class or two each semester. So slowly build my way to get my master's, but that was the way I could afford it. So you uh, pursued a master's of science, but I also noticed that you had a minor in public health when you were an undergrad. So what made you choose the master of science opposed to the master's of public health route? So it was really just the, the opportunity. I am originally from New York um, and I was looking at different programs in the area and um, to get a be better leverage into getting to the internship, I knew a master's would be helpful. And I knew with NYIT, I, I don't know if I thought that's still accurate, but at the time they didn't need a GRE. So it was kind of like a, a last minute thing I applied um, got in and I started taking my master courses. So it just kind of was like, I really am go with the flow um, kind of girl. I don't really try to plan plan everything to the T. Um, but yeah, whether it was MPH or, or MS, it just kind of, kind of happened to be that way. I was also looking into, um, as you know, that I also lived in Baltimore for, for some time at the, at the Johns Hopkins 
MPH program. And I know they have an MS MPH, which I thought was, was cool, but I already started courses at NYIT and I didn't want to um, go through that process of, you know, taking my GREs and, and transferring and all of that. So I noticed that you had experience, you know, in New York, Baltimore, Philadelphia. How do you think experiences from the different states within the East Coast um, has helped you as a dietitian, if at all? Yeah, I don't think um, the location is was helpful. I think just more the experiences themselves. Um, in New York, I, I worked in the city, in New York City, so it was diverse. Like a lot of the cities that I worked in were were all very diverse in, in itself. So um, I was able to work with different um, culture, culture backgrounds um, in, in Baltimore and Philadelphia and New York. So it was nice to get, get those different experiences just to see how different cities work. But, you know, it, it was, it depended on the job, job experience. So in New York, I was um, AmeriCorps member. Um, in Baltimore, I was for WIC, which is a federal, um, program and um, Philadelphia, it was more kind of corporate um, hospital area. So it depends on the, the area I was, I was working in, um, which kind of determined the populations who I was working with. Great. And then you've also worked in like community and clinical settings, like you said, Hopkins, working with WIC, doing um, outpatient stuff like that. So between those two settings, which do you think is like your favorite or what one do you lean to and why? Yeah, I would definitely say community. Um, I just think out of all of my my jobs, I, I love working for, for WIC. Um, it's the population that um, I, I work with. It's one, it's one of the reasons why I fell in love with, with um, the health field. Um, you know, women, pregnancy, we all come from women and nutrition is such an important part of, of the, the, the journey for soon as you're in your mother's womb. So um, yeah, I just think working at, at WIC was just a, a great opportunity to, to see different um, backgrounds, work with different people, and also get a better understanding of um, breastfeeding, gestational diabetes. Um, I had the opportunity to work with lactation consultants. So there was just so many different um, benefits of, of working there. So what, um kind of things did you do on a day-to-day -day basis at WIC compared to, you know, Hopkins or working as a campus dietitian? So um, WIC was more counseling, I would say. Research at, I was a research technician. This was before becoming a dietitian. Um, it was more of the research side. So I, I wasn't my, my favorite just because there wasn't that much um, patient interaction, like it's all research. I was kind of like in a, a room with no windows and I know most dietitians are used to that. And it was like in a kitchen um, and it really depended on how much, how many patients were, were there for research. There would be some days um, I, I wouldn't do anything for like 10 hours because it, it would just depended on the, the income of the research. So that really wasn't my favorite. Um, clinical, again, it's more of acute. You're just focusing on that current problem. I really like to focus on prevention um, and, and looking at the, the overall picture. You know, when people are in the hospital, they, they don't, like nutrition is like the last thing they want to think about. And you know with nutrition, it's the readiness to change. And if they're not ready to change, um, it's really hard to just be giving them information they're not, they don't want to receive at that time. So that's why I, I love what I'm doing now. You know, people are coming to me at my, my practice when they feel ready um, and, and they, they need that, that support. 
So has your practice always been online or just is that because of the pandemic or were you guys in person at all? Yeah, so I started Crave with Carly. Um, it's been about a year, so right when the, the pandemic hit, but that wasn't intentional. And I always did want to do virtual um, just because I like the freedom of, of traveling and being wherever I want. Um, so it just happened that the pandemic ha um, occurred. And it was also a benefit, though, because now more people are online. Um, now insurances do virtual. So I'm able to also accept insurance and work with, with more people in the Philadelphia area. Um, so that was just always always my goal. Uh, my dad is, is a doctor and has his own private practice. So I always knew that's what I wanted to what I wanted to do. Um, it just wasn't, you know, a spur of the moment or seeing seeing other dietitians, what they're doing on Instagram. It's just something I always knew that I wanted to do. I like having the the freedom and the ability to work with people that, that want to work with me. So I know that you do Crave with Carly, but do you do um, renal outpatient on the side or do you do it under the Crave with Carly umbrella or what does that look like? Yeah, so that's separate. I work for a company and it's per diem. It's about eight hours a week. Um, I decreased my hours over the year year um, as my business is growing. So my, my goal is to eventually go full-time in my private practice. But you know, I, I do like that, that patient interaction um, a little bit. And it's nice to just get out the house with, with COVID um, and being on virtual. So it is nice, nice kind of to break up my schedule that way. Um, so it's about eight hours a week I'm, I'm working with the patients. Great. And then I noted uh, you also mentioned that, you know, being virtual also has its benefits because, you know, you're not bound to a specific area. You can go around. What um, negatives have you come across with being only virtual? Um, I wouldn't say there has been any negatives. I mean, yeah, I don't think I don't not that I know of like I would say maybe like the system, like some people don't know like how to, to log in the virtual sometimes, which could be difficult mm -hmm. and like yeah. the systems down, um, but no like negatives that are like huge that I can think of right now. That's awesome. You know, for like a new business or within the house year. So it's great that there are no, you know, um, I don't say issues, but there's no like bumps in the road. So yeah. I know you kind of hit on what Crave with Carly is, but you know, in your opinion, if you were explaining it to someone and like to the listeners who are listening to this, how would you describe it to them? Describe my business? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Crave with Carly is a virtual private practice. I help with majority women um, around the same age as me, um, between 25 to 35, looking to start a family, grow a family, um, different conditions from diabetes, PCOS, but a lot of them are overall healthy and just want prevention and want to get a better understanding of how to, how to eat, how to grocery shop. Um, and it, it's just one-on-one -on -one for now. I'm, I'm, you know, how, how businesses scale and grow, they go to group coaching and then courses eventually. So that that's what I, where I do see in the future, but for right now, it's just pretty much one-on-one -on -one, um, virtual. And it's just, um, really making those small changes over time to for long lasting results. It's really improving their relationship with food, get a better understanding of, of what they need to eat because a lot of my clients that come to me know that their relationship with food is not the greatest and they're, they're looking for, for guidance, for support from a professional, from, from a dietitian. 
Before working at WIC, did you have an interest in, you know, helping women or did it really come through uh, that experience at WIC? Yeah, so definitely um, before. So even like all, when I, I mentioned I was originally a nursing student, um, all the topics related to nutrition, I was in love with diabetes, obesity, breastfeeding. And then on my campus, there was a group called Preconception Peer Educators, where we'd actually go in and talk to teenagers um, about just like healthy eating and how, you know, what you do now can affect your baby. So that's really where like my, my love for like prevention came from and especially correlating that to um, women's health. And then there was uh, something that just really came out to me, just like the South, they're higher in obesity. And there's also um, a higher risk for infant mortality. So it's like all of these are all related to nutrition. So that's really where, where I would say like my my interest like peaked, and I really wanted to help reduce those um those those rates, especially in the Black community. Most definitely. And then you're also I know you're working in uh, Philadelphia. So is there a specific reason why you're in that area? Is it just where you're living, or like why did you stumble upon that area when you've worked in both? or you're from New York and you've gone to, down to Baltimore? Yeah, so I love Baltimore. Um, I, after I graduated, I went back home to New York and my husband, my now husband was working in Baltimore. And I love Baltimore just because I feel like there's so many nutrition job opportunities. There's the NIH, there's Johns Hopkins, there's UMD, there's so many different, um, there's also the USDA, so many job opportunities in Baltimore and, and Maryland area that I, I just knew I wanted to go there. But we actually moved here to Philly um, because my husband is getting his PhD here now. So um, we're, we've been here for about four, three years, three years. Great. Um, so do you, you have a strong presence on social media. So is that to appeal to your target group? Is that because you have an interest in it to brand yourself or what's your main purpose for wanting to be on social media? Yeah, so um, I actually did a, a presentation on, on social media and dietetics and it really is changing. You know, I originally started my, my, my profile when I was an intern, you know, to show people, you know, what it's like to be an intern. And now it, it's grown to um, marketing my business. Um, so that's what I, I mainly use it for, but it's also to give um, people information because there's other people that are not dietitians giving information and you want to make sure that people are getting the, the correct information around nutrition. Great. And then do you also do recipe development? Because I know you post some um, meals and stuff like that. Is it just, you know, I eat this on Thursday, so I want to post about it on Friday, or do you do like the development and stuff behind that? Yeah, so for the most part, it's, it's more personal and more fun. Um, I do like to like incorporate my, my Haitian culture and show people um, the different dishes. And you know, some opportunity just being present on, on Instagram, a lot of um, people have reached out to me, companies have reached out to me, and I actually had the opportunity to um, develop a recipe for, um, for one of their, their recipe books. So most of it's just, just for fun, but um, if, if the opportunity comes and it aligns with my, my values, I, I may go for that. So what is your favorite food or like recipe that you come across or came up with? Oh, that's a good one. Um, and I hate favorites. Um, I don't think I have a favorite food 
or recipe. I mean, like my go-to is definitely just like enchiladas. I put like a black bean enchilada on my recipe in my blog recently, but like enchiladas are nice because you can make them in bulk. Um, you can make chicken enchiladas, shrimp enchiladas, black bean enchiladas. So that's kind of like one of my go-tos I share with people. Awesome. And then as I guess, I don't want to say a younger registered dietitian, but you know, you were, you're closer to, you know, your college experience, your master's, your internship compared to, you know, other dietitians, what kind of advice would you have for students that are looking to get into the private practice realm, wanting to focus on, you know, women's health or go into organizations like WIC? I would say, um, put yourself out there, you know, you know, the opportunities come as long as you, as long as you're there, um, it's not it's nothing nothing's by luck. So you do have to you know put in the work, you know see what where you want to be, and you know look at people that have are there, and you know see get a good understanding of of how you can possibly get there. But every path is different. Again, like I didn't apply for my internship right away, um, so you know just know that you have your own journey. And that, you know, whatever you want, just continue going for it. Stay positive, surround yourself by people um, who motivate you and um, that you can learn from. Also, you know, go back to like your professors, you know, they really are there for you um, and they wanna see you grow because you are going to be an example um, as an alumni from coming from their program. So, you know, listening to, leaning onto your network and, um, social media, like social media is so great that you can connect with people and, and message them and um, just see, look at their profile and see how have they grown. I love going through like um, people that I, I admire and look up to and like just seeing where they started from on their social media. Like it doesn't happen overnight. Like it, it takes time and it's, it's really consistency and believing in yourself. It really is believing in yourself and, and that mindset. Yeah, and I think a lot, at least a lot of the dietetic friends that I have, they like, you know, quick results. They're like, okay, I'm doing this. I want to see this, but understanding that there is a gradual growth and like consistency that you need to have to build something up. So I guess speaking of building up, um, where do you envision Crave with Carly to be within the next few years? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I envision it growing, um, maybe having more people on my team, dietitians, um, other employees and staff, um, but keeping it still as a small business, um, maybe actually having a physical building, um, you know, in Philadelphia, if I'm going to, you know, continue taking insurance. So there's, there's different opportunities. Like I said, like I'm only doing one-on-one, so, you know, maybe eventually group coaching and online courses, but also maybe having a bigger impact in Philadelphia by having a physical um, building. Great, and I think I can use uh, ask my last question. Um, but when you wake up in the morning, what makes you wanna be a dietitian? Why is it, you know, not wanting to, you know, go back to nursing school or something like that? What keeps you going? Yeah, I love that our profession has so many opportunities. Like. Virtual private practice is just one aspect. And like, if you want to specialize more in your private practice, um, you can freelance. There's just so many opportunities, you know, wherever there, there's food, there needs to be a dietitian. So I just love that there's always opportunities to grow and, and change your career. Like 
you can really change your career within being a, a diet, dietitian. So um, that's why I would say, you know, what keeps me going and will have me keep, um, you know, taking my CEUs to, to say credentials. Um, and I would also say, you know, my, my clients for sure, you know, the fact that I really am making an impact on their lives that they really are, you know, people are just really damaged around food, my clients who are, and the fact that they have that breakthrough and feel better about, you know, eating a cookie because they felt ashamed about not eating a cookie. Um, and just like having the opportunity to, to really talk through their emotions and um, their beliefs around food and, and changing that. Great. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate all this great info you gave with us. I, I really think I'm going to, well, I take away stuff from every interview, but, you know, I think this one really, you know, emphasis on not everything's going to happen so quickly. It's going to take time. You have to be consistent. You can't just snap your finger and expect it to grow overnight. And I really appreciate that as someone who likes to see results fast. <laughs> You're welcome. And thanks so much for, for being here, Carly. I think that's very sage advice, like you're saying, that we can't say it enough to, to students coming up is putting yourself out there. The answer is almost as easy as you think it is, but not as easy as it sounds. So yeah. And honestly, like the opportunities, like you may like want something and what if you're not ready? Like if like you it's like if like let's say like a big like news network reach out to me and like like, I don't feel ready at that time. So the opportunities that come to you are meant for you at that time. So, you know, don't try to rush things. Um, yeah, just be consistent. And, you know, what's for you is for you. Fantastic. And best of luck to you. And for those listening, check back each week for another great interview that we drop every Sunday.